I refer to it as net platform revenue. So net platform revenue uh, is t- uh, for last month was closer to 40K. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We've got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hey folks, my guest today is Aaron Carr. He spent 15 years in the customer loyalty industry before jumping out and launching Carrot, a cloud-based employee recognition platform. Aaron, are you ready to take us to the top? Certainly am. Let's do it. All right. So you're in a hot space. This is like HR tech space, employee performance in a remote world gets very, very important. What are you seeing in terms of COVID? How's COVID impacted you guys? So it's funny because for the first month when sort of the March lockdowns happened last year, I think we were all concerned. Uh, It sort of hit businesses like, you know, pretty hard. But a few months later, everybody was talking about, well, now we've got this challenge of keeping people motivated and engaged while they're working remotely. And suddenly the industry like hit this massive uptick and we started getting more calls uh, than we did pre-COVID. So it's been interesting to say the least. Certainly some industries, you know, are on tighter budgets, but I'd say our HR tech and specifically uh, employee engagement and recognition is really on a lot of people's, uh, people's radar right now. So it's actually had a net positive impact, I'd say. That's interesting. Okay. Now, what are customers paying on average per month to use your technology? Yeah. So we're primarily subscription-based. Uh, it's a per user uh, per month fee. We start at $3 per head per month. Um, on average, based on the account size, it's about, uh, I'd say around $200, $230 per account. Oh, wow. Okay. So these are teams are signing up like 50, 60, 70 employees right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. So predominantly, we're hitting the small to mid market. So I'd say our customers are between 50 and 200 uh, employees per shot. Interesting. And how many logos are signed up? How many individual companies? Yeah. So we're still, uh, we're in year three and a half as Carrot. We've got close to 100 logos. Um, And I do want to call attention to the fact that before what inspired Carrot was we we launched this uh, sort of custom program for this really big company in the US that's got like 3,000 locations. Mm -hmm. So we've also got that one big logo off to the side, but then the rest of our logos are again in the small to mid space. So you launched in what, 2018? Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. First year in 2019, do you remember total revenue? Oh, gosh. Well, we were doing about, 
2019, our MRR was predominantly from our one side cut, the one big guy. And then we had a handful of um, carrot customers. It was about 15K MRR mm-hmm. um, at that point. Um, and we would have been doing in 2019, probably about one and a half million total. So our, again, our revenue is comprised of subscription revenue on the one side, but because we're a rewards and recognition platform, they're also buying in effect rewards, which from, for us are digital gift cards. So that gets sucked into our sort of our revenue line as well and accounts for that difference. So, so how much like per month right now are you making just from the GMV percent on reward purchases? So total GMV per month, we're going to do uh, rewards revenue total this year is 3.5. Projected so, or recognized so far? Uh, no, that's projected total, but that includes um, what we've done up till date, up until the end of July. So what, what is that number? We've done about, we're very back half heavy. So we've done about 1.5 today and we've got another 2 million that will come in by the end of the year. Interesting. Okay. And so, so, so how much will you make on 1.5 million of reward purchases through your platform? So the gift cards, it's very thin margin. It's 3%. So wish it were more we're working on negotiating better margins, but gift cards are notoriously a thin margin in that respect. Got it. So just to be clear, the 1.5 million is you're saying is revenue that is total volume or that's your 3% take. No, that's our total volume. I Got wish it. it were a 3% take. Yeah. We're working on it. We're working on getting there. Fair. Yeah. So your 3% take on that then would be about 45 grand. So you're doing between like five and 10 grand a month right now on percent of GMV revenue. Exactly. Interesting. And is that included in the 23K number you just told me for MRR? No. So no. On top. MRR is completely distinct. So MRR is pure, like the customer has two charges effectively. They've got their recurring charge, obviously, for their subscription. And then they separately buy rewards. So those are more on an invoiced basis. Yep. Yeah. So on average, though, across these 100 customers, you've got, again, 230 a month coming in per customer mm-hmm. for 23K in MRR. But then each customer is also spending some amount, again, on these rewards. So really, when you add in the reward revenue, your 3% cut, you're more like $30,000 a month in, in total revenue, right? Correct. In fact, um, in fact, our total, I refer to it as net platform revenue. So net platform revenue uh, is t- uh, for last month was closer to 40k. That's great. Yeah. So you call it like you're almost at like a half million dollar run rate. Now, have you done all this all bootstrapped, or did you guys raise capital? Uh, I like to say we're mostly bootstrapped. In 2018, I got it in my head that we needed to raise some capital. We did a very small pre-seed round, uh, less than 300k Canadian. So very little in terms of, in terms of dilutionary impact. Um, what was the valuation on that? So we did it. We had a, it was a safe. We did a valuation cap of two million. Okay. And would you change anything about like if you redid it today, or did that does that feel like the right move? Do you know honestly? Um, it was. I think we needed the capital at the time, but we've also had a friendly relationship with uh, the Business Development Bank uh, of Canada (BDC), and we probably could have just borrowed the capital as well. What we needed to keep running. I mean, we plowed it all into marketing and sales, so it paid some dividends. Um, but you know, 300k really isn't a lot in the grand scheme of things. So if I were to go back, I might have deferred that and maybe just look to an alternative non-dilutionary source. And what is the team size today? You said you plowed that all into marketing. Yeah, so we're we're a team of six. 
Uh, I have four software developers, uh, uh, one marketing person slash client support, uh, customer success person, and myself. So yeah. I'm, I'm functionally the primary salesperson. Uh, my marketing slash customer support does all of our demand gen and handles all the incoming stuff that, frankly, I don't want to touch. And then we've got our four full-time software developers. And so, Aaron, are you sole founder then? So I have, uh, let's just call it a silent partner who's got a minority holding, uh, and he's more there as an advisor. I call him my corporate Swiss army knife because he does like all of our finances and sort of provides a lot of strategic guidance. But I'm functionally the, the sole, uh, let's say, operating founder. Many of you guys listening have built incredible SaaS tools to help other founders, specific industries, really get value or make some system easier. The problem is you can't help your clients until they import some portion of their data. And you've considered on your Trello board and your Sprint timelines, spending weeks building a CSV importer for certain data sets. You're spying right now because you know I'm right. And either you do it and you waste engineering time or you don't do it and your customers have a horrible time getting onboarded. And listen, let's face the facts. Your ability to give value to your customers sometimes is very dependent on their ability to get you their data. Once you have the data, everything is really smooth. Well, this exact problem probably explains why FlatFile is growing so quick. They've raised over $44 million and they do exactly this, the data onboarding platform for your marketing teams, your engineering teams. They enable you to get usable data faster so you can focus on what matters most to your business. And the fastest growing companies like my friend ClickUp, Zeb, multi-billion dollar valuation, they all use FlatFile. Now, FlatFile reached out, they wanted to sponsor. I said, you got a good deal for us? And they do. For anyone listening, any Anyone that's part of the top entrepreneurs community or GitLatka, you can get a deal now to get started today at nathanlatka.com forward slash flat file. And they make it so easy, by the way. Their onboarding is beautiful. You don't have to commit to a bunch of stuff. You can actually see a demo live instantly right now. Check it out. nathanlatka.com forward slash flat file. So when you look at that, plus $200,000 raise and the dilution associated there, how much rev- or how much equity do you still own today personally? So uh, on a fully diluted basis, I'm about 65%. So I still have like a good chunk. Yeah, that, that feels really good. I imagine that feels really good. Um, how do you grow? Like how do you, how do you double revenue? So uh, fantastic question. Honestly, I think for us, it comes down to plowing more money into, well, intelligently plowing more money into demand generation and possibly starting to build out a bit more of a sales team because we're mostly dealing in the small to mid market, the economics are more oriented towards um, inbound versus outbound. But we are starting to add a lot more sophistication to the platform and starting to get calls from the much larger uh, multinational organizations. So those calls are very welcome, but it's like we're in that intermediary phase where we still get nervous picking up the phone when somebody huge calls us. Um, we're more just super comfortable in like the sub 1000, uh, level, uh, we can knock those guys out all day, but, um, how do we grow? I think investing more in demand generation. Have you already run a test there and you know, it sort of works. How much did you spend last month on demand gen? Um, so all in direct advertising costs are between five to seven K Canadian a month. Okay. And how many new leads will you get from that? We get per month. 50 to 60 uh, reasonably qualified leads in the form of demo requests and free trials. Okay. And how many convert to paid? 
Uh, we're converting about five customers a month, five paying customers a month. Yeah, interesting. Okay, interesting. Very cool. So, two hundred customers today, maybe one hundred five, one hundred ten as you go on month to month. Now, do these customers stick? What's churn look like? So last year we calculated uh, churn at about 16% on an annual basis. Um, this year it's coming in below that. Like it's, it's sort of in the 10 to 15 range. Um, like we're losing less than an account uh, per month. Um, so we've only been around for, as I mentioned, three and a half years. So we don't really have full visibility on long-term uh, churn trends, but based on those numbers, we're seeing accounts last like up to five years. Um, and certainly we do have accounts. Our oldest account is like since the inception, like we've yep. got a number of accounts that are three and a half years and they're still- Are you upselling them, Aaron? Do, do you have upsell revenue that makes up more than 16% of the churn? We're trying to get there. We're actually just about to embark on a sort of a pricing and upsell sort of strategic review to figure out what services can we append or what upsell packages can we, um, can we add into the mix. Right now, upsell is more just as they, as our customers grow and add more employees, they subscribe to more seats. And we do see that consistently that natural, there's a natural occurring revenue growth um, as the economy improves and as things rebound in particular, they hire more. Um, but what that, is it today though? Like in the last 12 months, did you expand more to get a, to 100% net dollar retention or no, you're still below that? Um, it, it, so... Sorry, can, can you repeat that? Yeah, like of, of the customers you had exactly one year ago, it sounds like 16% of the revenue churned. How much upgrade revenue were you, were you able to drive? Was it more than 16% upgrade revenue? Yeah, it's about 20 to 25%. Got it. So your net dollar retention is like 109%. Yeah. I yeah. see. That's great. That's yeah. a good place to be in. Uh, and you're trying to expand that, it sounds like, which is nice. Yeah. Um, any acquisition, folks reaching out, trying to buy the business? You're in a hot space. There's a lot of money floating around. Yeah. <laughs> What's the biggest offer you turned down? Uh, so I'm not sure that we've, act so let's just say there's been a lot of heavy flirting. Um, we haven't actively turned anything down yet because like the flirting hasn't necessarily gotten to a marriage proposal. Yeah. But we, we get, uh, we get contacted by PE firms. They usually want us to be a bit bigger, to be fair. Uh, we've had a few strategic requires come along. There are some stuff that's kind of floating out there at the moment um, two million cash all up front. Do you take the deal? Two million cash all up front. Um, honestly, we're in a really good place right now. I'm not sure. I'm not Come sure. Come on, that's one. But you own sixty. That was our valuation cap that's, back in 2018. So yeah, that's fine. But you own sixty five percent. What is that? One point three pre taxes, post tax in Canada. What is that going to put in your pocket? Nine hundred thousand post tax. Are you married? Uh single. Single. Okay. Does your did you, is, are you are your parents alive? Yes. Does, yeah. Will your mom kill you if you tell her you turned down a $900,000 like, deal that would put that in your pocket post-tax? Post she, she may not talk to me for a few years, but for my <laughs> daughter, her grandchild. So <laughs> That's so funny. All right, man. Good stuff. Let's wrap up with the Famous Five, Aaron. Number one, yeah. favorite, favorite book? Um, I'm going to give you two if I can, because I have to give credit to Liar's Poker by uh, Michael Lewis. That's what inspired me to get into business when I was like 15 or 16. Um, more recently, though, of a more applicable nature to what I do is the innovator's dilemma, Clayton Christensen. I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard that a million times. Just sort of really helped the thinking vis-a-vis -vis, like how to innovate in a mature market. So number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, probably Tobias Lutke. Like obviously Canadian, uh, more like an inspiration, smart guy, made some very, very good decisions. And I love the story of Shopify. 
So number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business? Honestly, we're very heavy Slack users, but if I look at the one tool that helps us drive internally, it's actually Azure DevOps. Mm -hmm. Not particularly sexy, but we live and die by what goes into DevOps. Aaron, how much sleep do you get each night? Seven, seven and a half. That's good. And situation, I think you said you're single. Any kiddos running around? I got a beautiful 10-year-old daughter and a nine-month-old puppy. Oh, wow. Okay, got it. One kiddo. And how old are you? I am 47. 47. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Oh, gosh. Honestly, I I just wish uh, that I'd known to get in earlier. I remember a classmate in 1996 saying, I'm going to go off and build apps for BlackBerry. And I thought, "What, what is that? Like, why don't you become a banker or a consultant? That's what all the cool kids are doing. So I just wish I'd had that entrepreneurial spirit a lot earlier. Guys, there you have it. Aaron at carrot.com, HR tech play. They help you reward your employees and put together great incentive plans doing $15,000 a month in revenue back in 2019. Now doing $40,000 a month in revenue. Combination of SaaS plus percentage GMV. That GMV are companies buying rewards for their employees. And they take a little cut, 3% of those rewards. They've got 100 customers today paying an average $230 per month. They raised 300 grand back in 2018 at a $2 million valuation. Team size is six today, four engineers. It looks to scale. Aaron, thanks for taking us to the top. My pleasure, Nathan.